Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 435 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. Um, this question was sent by Gina. And she answers uh, my question uh, for uh, Total Organist students on base camp. Uh, where I ask, uh, what uh, are they struggling with this week? So she writes, uh, slow practice for accuracy, isolating tricky sections to practice them repeatedly, and uh, faster, more accurate manual changes. So basically those three things were the most challenging for her. Okay. Slow practice. Let's start with uh, slow practice. Uh, do you find yourself, Osha, that um, you tend to play faster than it would be safer when you practice or not? Can you mm-hmm. control yourself? Well, I could not control myself when I was young. Now, you know, the older I get, the slower I practice. Mm-hmm. Why was that when you were younger, you tended to speed up a little bit? Because I wanted to have fast result. Did it help? No, it did not. And what made you to slow down? Well, because you know, the slower you practice, the better results are. And actually, the faster you get good results. Did, didn't you understand this when you were younger? Well, no. Of course, you no. Know, my teachers would tell me that, but I wouldn't listen. I had to experience it with my own... Mistakes? Yes. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, do you like slow practice? Do you find it beneficial? Actually, I do. I, every day I sit down on the organ bench, bench I practice something very slowly, maybe sight read a piece or two, uh, in a really slow tempo, maybe half speed. This gives me accuracy, just like Gina writes, uh, slow practice for accuracy. It really helps. But it wasn't always that way. 
with me also uh, like you at the Academy of Music in Lithuania I wasn't very conscious about how I would practice probably so I would just run through the pieces in a comfortable manner and um, mostly that would have been probably too fast I would, I would assume it's hard to remember now because a lot of time has passed too much cholesterol in your blood yes <laughs> memory doesn't work as well as you wish too much easter eggs um The second point for Gina that she is struggling with is isolating tricky sections to practice them repeatedly. Well, this is really common for people, right? You play over and over again this piece from the beginning until the end and you hope for the best result. Is this a good method? No, it's not a good method because you are just wasting your time. Because I don't know any piece of music that would, would be equally hard from the first page to the last one. I think all all music that is written, that is composed, has you no know, easier spots and harder spots. And you always have you know, to to. F- determine which you know spots are harder and which are easier and you don't have to practice them all the time in the same manner and play the piece through because if you will do that this way there will always be harder spots for you where you will not feel as secure and as comfortable as you could the only Uh, instance that I would probably approve uh, playing pieces repeatedly without uh, stopping in in shorter fragments is if you're really slow, if you're taking extremely slow tempo, sight reading a piece and, and want to just get, get a good feeling of the piece. Oh, if you are fluent with it and you are you now ready to perform it. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you're not making mistakes, you you can practice without stopping. Of course. That means you have to either slow down or you have to reduce the texture so that it is easy for you. Maybe take just one voice at a time and then you can practice without stopping. But um, but most people don't do that, I guess. Right, Osha? I'm not sure about other people, but for example, if I practice trio texture, then I find it more beneficial to practice in maybe in a faster tempo, but to do only two voices. Or even one voice Or, sometimes. Well, yes, maybe at the beginning even one voice. Mm-hmm. So the third challenge that Gina is struggling with is faster, more accurate manual changes hmm. what does she mean in your opinion Osha? that probably it's, it is hard for her to change manual accurately 
and you know in a very fast tempo because very often you don't have much time to change manual and then if she changes manual she makes a mistake or two right she touches the wrong note probably I think it's just a matter of you know more experience maybe and even I would recommend uh, practicing those changes the other way around if you have to jump from the lower manual to the upper uh, maybe do the other way around from the upper to the lower as well so that your muscle memory wouldn't be just one way yes and I would suggest even when you you know you start to learn a new piece and maybe you are practicing on one manual instrument or you are practicing or do manual instrument but you are not making manual changes because you are just learning text start to think about manual changes right away that you would know exactly where you will be switching on you know, and changing it that you could you know mentally be prepared right away that will help mm-hmm. and also you don't know what kind of instrument you will be playing in the future right in public for example maybe you have to jump from the lower manual to the upper manual or from the upper to the lower therefore it's good to practice both ways or even sometimes from the first manual to the third manual and vice versa if you have three manuals available do all kinds of possibilities Plus, I'm also thinking about you know, compositional structure of a piece. Uh, because you really change a manual, let's say, in between the phrase, in the middle of the phrase. Usually it happens at the end of, you know, a phrase. Mm-hmm. After, let's say, some sort of cadence. And it also gives you a little bit more of extra time. Because we might slow down just a little bit at the end of a phrase and take a breath before the next phrase this reminds me sometimes maybe um, fast manual changes are over over uh, exaggerated maybe uh, maybe sometimes we need as you say take a breath and especially if, if you change a manual from the loud registration to the soft registration, you need to give a space for the echo to sound. Yes, especially if you are playing in a large acoustics. Mm-hmm. But in a large mm-hmm. acoustic is the more space you need to give. Don't rush then. Don't. Okay, guys, please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. And remember, when you practice... Miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online, where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your SS courses and all your help. Robert writes, 
I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner and I have committed to taking the time to get it right as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Ron writes, Hi Vida thank you guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Osha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video, how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. This was Vidas and Osha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.